Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Richard Cole, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. I'm excited. It's great to have you here. This is uh, an episode that I hope will become uh, a, a, a resource for our community. Um, often the the topic of uh, the uh, EOS, uh, the entrepreneurial operating system comes up. Uh, I don't know if it was, and maybe um, you can tell me, was it introduced in Gino Wickman's book, Traction, or was it done before that and Traction came after the system? Uh, the system was built and I think it's distilled in Traction. So that was, uh, you know, it EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system, came out of, um, you know, practical day-to-day interactions inside of organizations, Gino going to help. And yeah. I think once the system, when he really goes, okay, here are the commonalities for yeah. any organization, any size, let me put this in a book to make it easily accessible um, yeah. to the world. But often, often people are introduced to it through the book Traction. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's a- it's a book that we often recommend here at Entree Architect. Uh, Traction, it's called uh, Get a Grip on Your Business is the subtitle. Gino Wickman is the author. Um, and so uh, we'll have a link to that book on the show notes as well. Um, Richard, let me introduce you so people understand a little bit of your background. Sure. And then we'll, then we'll jump into having a conversation. Over the last 20 years, Richard Cole has been uh, on a path 
that helped him discover and define his professional mission, helping organizations be healthy so that their people can live better lives. The mission has honed, has been honed through launching and leading organizations in the nonprofit, hospitality, e-commerce, and logistics spaces. In his last company, he was introduced to the entrepreneurial operating system, EOS, and saw that it was by far the most effective model for building healthy organizations and therefore the most effective way to deliver on his mission. He now spends his professional time helping other companies implement EOS uh, so that they can experience the joy of operating at their best. This is something that I'm sure, Richard, uh, our listeners are nodding their head. Yes, finally. Yeah. Finally, a system that's going to help us uh, make sense of these things that we have called businesses. Um, We are talking to thousands of small firm architects, many, many of them business owners. Architects are not taught business in business school. Um, And so many of us are struggling, which is why Entree Architect exists, to help architects build better businesses. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm really excited to have this conversation and, and understand a little bit more about EOS and how we might be able to apply it to our small firms. Before we jump into that conversation, I want to know more about you personally. I want to understand yeah. your origin story. Um, so maybe if you can go back to where you discovered your passion for what you do today uh, and maybe who or what inspired you to move in that direction, uh, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. Sure. Yeah. And I, I like that you call it origin story. It's got that superhero vibe to it. I know exactly. I'm not one, but <laughs> it makes me feel a little strong. We're all superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Deep down, deep down. Um, yeah. So uh, my story. So I, I grew up in a small business family. Uh, my mom and dad have run, we actually have a men's clothing store in Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's been in the family for going on 40 years now. Really fun backstory of that. But there's just been this history uh, whether my mom and dad, um, or or even going back to grandparents, small business has just been really an anchor in my family, um, and so I naturally wanted to do anything but that. Uh, <laughs> thought, <laughs> I you thought, saw the I, benefits I, as well as the struggles. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I'd break the mold, but but more and more as I got older through college, I just realized, man, I am so drawn to this. I, I say the entrepreneurial world, and really, I think what I mean by that is small businesses looking to be their best. I had no giant startup ambition, but I I wanted to build great companies. Didn't really know specifically. So I, you know, I went through business school, have my marketing degree. So I have this business background, Um, but really, so I spent my first, um, gosh, five, six years of my career in the nonprofit space. Uh, So I I was helping launch and lead local chapters of a pretty small nonprofit, working with kids, helping them navigate uh, life. Loved that time, but knew that was kind of directionally going towards this business world. Didn't know exactly what. Um, But then over the course of, you know, say that's my first five years of my career. The next 15 were kind of, as you mentioned in the bio, launching and leading these organizations. And so, you know, worked with some buddies to start a the original idea was a um, a fund that would buy distressed properties, um, and it turned into a construction and polished concrete company. Pretty big shift there, but 
<laughs> no noble ideas, and then you get down to the brass tacks of execution. So, so lived in construction. Uh, my brother-in-law and I started a uh, a coffee and beer shop here in Northwest Arkansas. Um, still going strong. You know, started uh, again that idea of business is shifting, which you know I think in the architecture world, I I don't imagine you hang a shingle for architecture, and next thing you know, you're uh, an insurance salesman. But but there are just shifts in the business that I got to experience throughout. So you know. Uh, Real estate play turning to construction, e-commerce, which turned into logistics. We tried to start basically a dot-com retail play that turned into a shipping company. You know, we helped other people running their dot-com. And then uh, in in my last company, and this really gets to where I really started to understand, okay, this is what I think I'm on earth for. Um, and my, you know, previous companies that I've started, I kind of had this idea of, okay, the best way to build great companies, and I, and I don't love the arrogance of this, but it was running through my head, is is my presence there. Not that companies need me to be great, right. but the only scalable way is for me to start something new, do my best to get like my way of thinking into it, then go start something else. Uh, and so I, I put that theory to the test in leaving a company I founded to go help operate a company that I, I wasn't a founder of, um, but got tasked with kind of reshaping the culture and about six months in i realized oh i don't have what it takes to reshape this like i cannot inject that what i thought worked into this place to get it where it needs to be and at about that time and, and this will sound a little dramatic but i think the owner ceo and i were going i don't know if this will work if we don't make drastic changes our, our team is going to leave us um and at that time we were introduced to EOS by a great friend of mine uh, in Northwest Arkansas, a guy named Dusty Pruitt, who's an EOS implementer like me. Dusty led us through the EOS process, and it was just absolutely transformational. And so that's, as as I look back now, and I think I knew all along, like my heart was, and I want people to have great lives, period. I think business is a great environment, really healthy operating companies, whether you're on your own running your own business, tons of headaches there, whether you've got a thousand people, tons of headaches there. But uh, though they're happening at different scales, the issues we face are really comparable, no matter the size, no matter the scope, you know, of, and really no matter the, uh, the industry you're in. And so as we put EOS in play inside of my last company, I just go, oh, this, this is it for me. This is the best way to do it. I want to go do this over and over again. Cause if I can help 150 companies over my lifetime versus the four, I can practically start and that's a way better way. So, uh, you know, and I've seen it time and time again, that theory is proven true. These companies we go put EOS in play in, uh, it just falls into place. And, and we're careful when we talk about EOS, the, you know, there's, 400, 450 EOS implementers around the world. We're really careful to say it's not, it's not a silver bullet. Just doing EOS doesn't solve everything, but it gives you this incredible framework to go process the things you're working through in a really healthy, effective way over and over and over again. And, and it does, it, it transforms companies. So, so that, that's, that's how I got here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it is, I could see why you would want to focus on that and dedicate your life to that. Um, because, when uh, a business is running healthy, right, that it's thriving, uh, the people who are part of that system uh, also thrive, 
they become yeah. happier and less stressed and their lives become better and you know everything around them works better and and when it's not healthy it's the complete opposite it's stressful yeah. and upsetting and your personal life falls apart and your you know your family suffers from it the employees in your firm suffer from it um, and so to dedicate yourself to helping organizations be healthy uh, so that they can thrive really as a is a noble cause and so uh, I applaud you for that, for dedicating your, your life to that. Um, it is it is uh, similar for me. I could I, I recognize in what you're sharing. Uh, I have similar similar reasons for doing what I do. Um, yeah. I just and you you talked about purpose. It is it is purpose driven for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it, that I have found my purpose. This is what I'm here for. Uh, and I tr truly believe that. And so um, let's let's get into that. Um, not not into that because we can go. Into, <laughs> we could probably do that in <laughs> There's a, a lot on there. another another podcast, round two, um, round which two. I'd love to do because uh, I love talking about that too. Uh, but I want to focus on EOS. So so maybe at a very high level, what is EOS? Yeah, great question. So um, EOS is the entrepreneurial operating system. It's a set really a comprehensive set of, of proven, practical, simple tools that, that drive three things over and over again. And those three are vision, traction, and healthy. So when we say vision, uh, when I say vision, what I mean is, you know exactly where you're going and how you're going to get there. It's that simple. Traction is, is operating with the tools, the systems, the, the mindset, um, the discipline to really consistent, consistently deliver towards that vision. You, again, whether it's one person, five, 10 in your organization, everyone is operating the same way with that vision in front of them with, I, I like to say traction and operational excellence are, are, are really interchangeable words. And then finally healthy, uh, again, whether team or individual operating your business in a way that, that is, is healthy. So, uh, you know, most of my work is with leadership teams. And so getting those teams really operating on the same page and, and as vision traction and health kind of inject themselves and take root in a leadership team, it trickles down into organization. But I, I really would say uh, the principles and, and I'll kind of explain that that's the elevator pitch. I'll explain a little more deeply uh, the driving premise of EOS. And, and I think the sole practitioners will really go, oh, yeah, got it. Um, but, but in a team environment, start with the leadership team, get them really healthy, and then it goes down into the organization. So, um, EOS, uh, again, it, it was, I kind of mentioned this in talking about traction. It's rooted in one, Gino Wickman, the EOS founder, um, the guy who really built the system. It's rooted in his experience inside of his own entrepreneurial endeavors and then working with lots and lots of companies, seeing those commonalities um, and, and the discovery inside of what all businesses face is what we call the EOS model. Um, and, and the EOS model is simply this. Uh, every organization operates with six key components. Um, and to the degree you can strengthen those six key components, you'll operate successfully and healthily. And so those six, and I know it, I'll rattle these off and I think they'll resonate. I really would encourage you to, to go to eosworldwide.com um, to go see, really see the model in play, but uh, even just hearing them, I think is a great starting point. So, so the six are vision, 
So again, like I said, you know where you're going, you know how you're going to get there. Um, you know, included in that are things like your core values, um, your purpose, you know, uh, and then down to the brass tacks of what do we need to accomplish this year, these 90 days that lives in that vision component. People, uh, again, individual or a team, you got to have the right people in the right seats. You got to have the right people to go deliver against that vision. Um, it's data. So we're paying attention to the right numbers that help tell us if we're on track, that reveal trends in the organization. And, and it could be anything. You know, I, again, I, I want to really lean towards that really small firm here because I know that's a big chunk of, of your listenership. You know, it's things you're measuring like customer satisfaction or, you know, the average time it's it's been uh, your hour spent on uh, architecting a house or just, just making sure the things that matter most that drive the health and success of your business are tracked on a weekly basis. So that's data. Move, moving from operating off your gut to really paying attention to the right figures. So if you get those three, vision, people, data, you start to see more deeply into the organization, which points to the fourth one, uh, and that's issues. What are the roadblocks and opportunities that you have to really intentionally tackle? Um, so getting great at solving the issues in front of you. And I'm I always, whenever I say issues, people naturally, cognitive, cognitively, you go issue bad. And I would say issue good or bad. If we don't attack this, we're going to miss an opportunity. If we don't attack this on the negative sense, it's going to be bad for the business. Uh, fifth one is process. What do we need to do over and over and over again with consistency uh, to either scale the organization or deliver with excellence to our clients, creating just that uh, basically not reinventing the wheel every time. What's the stuff we can just, we know we're going to do this every week. Let's do it the same way with excellence every week. And, and then the last is traction. Traction, simply the rubber meeting the road. You've, you've no doubt heard the quote, uh, vision without traction is hallucination. So we've got vision at the top. We're going this way. Traction at the bottom. We're actually going that way. Um, and it's just putting the tools in place to go march your organization, your team, your work forward. Let's take a quick break to say thank you to our sponsors for their support of this episode. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. There's a lot to love about being an entrepreneur architect, right? But trying to figure out our financials on our own is not one of those things. Luckily, we have FreshBooks, the all-in-one accounting solution that's built for business owners like us. FreshBooks takes all the not-so-fun parts of running a business from building and tracking invoices, to managing online payments, to organizing expenses, and automates them with features like the digital bills and a receipt scanner, saving you up to 11 hours a week in the process. It's also super easy to get up and running. And the award-winning FreshBooks support team, they are always available to answer any questions along the way. Compare that to some of the other financial management tools out there. Try FreshBooks for free for 30 days, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash architect to get started today. That's freshbooks.com slash architect. So what will you do with 11 more hours each week? This episode is brought to you by rcat.com. We all have that one story, that one project that had such a unique situation that it required a solution that you had rarely considered before. We share these stories in private professional circles with our friends and our colleagues, 
But there has never been a collection of these stories of conflict and triumph all in one place until now. Detailed is a podcast series that features architects, engineers, builders, and manufacturers who share their insights and expertise as they highlight some of the most complex, interesting, and oddball building conditions that they have ever encountered and the ingenuity it took to solve them. Join host Sharice Lakeside, a.k.a. CSI Kraken, a senior specifications writer at RDH Building Science as she uncovers lessons learned to help you navigate similar challenges that may arise in your next project. Detailed, an original podcast by RCAT. Listen and subscribe right now at rcat.com slash podcast. That's rcat.com slash podcast, A-R-C-A-T dot com slash podcast. Detailed, every building has a story. Please visit our sponsors today and thank them. Thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Maybe in order to help listeners understand it a little bit better. So the six are vision, people, data, issues, process and traction. traction. Could you maybe share a story maybe of one of the companies that you've worked with or maybe the company that, that you turned around when introducing yeah. the US and maybe take us through that process and and uh, share like how each one of those steps affected the company? Yeah, um, yes, let me, I'll, I'll just, I'll kind of talk and hopefully it will, it, all yeah. that stuff will fall in. So, so I'll talk about my previous company um, again, where we really were just at this inflection point of, and I'll be honest, like financially sound, secure, the business was doing well, but you could just feel the earth shaking under our feet. Like you just knew we couldn't either go at that pace. We were working our people too hard. Um, and, and just the culture was just not healthy. You know, when I go back to my, my mission, we weren't a healthy company. And so our people weren't healthy. Uh, so the way the EOS process works, if you're working with a guy like me, you do it this way. Uh, if you're working on your own, you really, the, the best way is to get the book traction, to read through that, get the principles ingrained. I mean, the book really walks you through how practically these play out. Um, but I would say at, at my previous company, take those six key components. And, and we, we have a, uh, a somewhat scientific but subjective measurement system where we're going 0% strength in those six key components. So take vision, you know, you're zero to 100. 100 is you know exactly where you're going. It's documented. Um, you've answered what we call the eight questions. And then your whole team shares that vision. That's 100% strong. Um, and so the work we do in EOS is to move you from wherever you are to 100% strength. So just thinking about that company at the time we started EOS, I would say we were a 30 on vision in that, okay, we know we, we do this. We live in the e-commerce space, um, but what are we all about as a company? What are our core values? Are the values that you'd read on our website actually the values we're looking at? Are we um, consistently measuring our people for those? And, and I think, again, for your audience, you know, from a vision standpoint, where do we want to be in 10 years? Okay, let's reverse engineer from there to three years, one year, 90 days. We don't need to build this crazy, giant strategic plan. 
but but EOS would prescribe. It's a tool we call the VTO, the Vision Traction Organizer. Again, I'm gonna throw so many acronyms out. I apologize, but then again, go to the EOS website and you can see all these there, and, and you can access those tools for free. Uh, but I, I know at that company, and our vision was not clear. Like if you ask employee one or employee three, hey, what's like, wh- which way are we going? You would get totally different answers. They'd be in the same ballpark, but not exact. And so, you know, EOS, when when you hire an implementer, we're going to spend our first day teaching the basic tools. We spend full day sessions together, uh, the foundational tools. And then our next two days are crafting that vision. So basically we got through 60 days of time of putting these tools in play and uh, then building our vision. And all of a sudden our leadership team is going, oh, that's exactly where we're going. That's what we're all about. And so you take that from vision. So let's just say we move from 30 to 50 there uh, in that strength. The next thing we're able to do really naturally is people. Okay. We know what our core values are. And so um, we're going to hire, fire, reward, and recognize against those core values. And all of a sudden we could look at our team and go, man, they're an awesome fit. Oh, I don't know if they're such a great fit. And we just had this framework where we're not living from our gut all the time. We're really measuring, Hey, this is who we want to be. And we need to align everything against it. And so at the risk of going really long, you can see a similar process happening in all of those components. And, and it, it was not overnight. It was not magic, but you know, we're coming up on three years, four years since we put us in play at this company. And it went from, you know, 12 people in a somewhat messy environment, not directionally clear, definitely not healthy, doing okay on traction. If we look at vision traction health to 50 people and just ripping down the road towards that vision. And so, uh, what EOS does, whether you just do it yourself um, and, and and you absolutely can do it yourself, that's a pathway for it um, by taking the principles of traction play. It's just going to create absolute clarity for you as a leader. And I would say, you know, we start with the owner and, and I just love the question, hey, where do you want to go? And then let's work back from there. What problems are you facing? You work back from there. Every issue you're facing fits in one of those six components and and to the degree that you put attention to those um, they will improve and so inside of each component are tools specific tools and if, if you're you know if you're sitting around in your office and you're going man i'm weak in process okay have you uh identified your core processes documented them simply and put you know measurements in place to make sure you're following those so across each section of our model, those six key components, there's really specific, simple tools that, that you go put in play. So really long answer. I, I think I kind of answered. Yeah, what no, asking. it makes, it, it does help clarify. So, so, and, and it also um, makes it clear on why vision is so important, right? You start with vision. Um, that's something that I talk about a lot. And a lot of architects are like, ah, yeah, I understand my vision, but I don't, you know, I don't really need that to, to, to build my firm, right? Um, but you do, right? You need to understand where you want to go and how you're going to get there. Um, if you don't have that, none of the rest of it works. You have to start with the vision. Um, and so I can understand how it sort of works its way down that list. So if you have that big vision and then you start looking at your people and see, are those people 
aligned with that vision? Can they be aligned? If they're not, can they be aligned to that vision? And if they're not, then they're probably not the right people for your firm. You should probably let them go because they'll also thrive in a place that's that's has a different vision. Yeah. Um, and then the next step of data, once you have your people aligned with your vision, you start collecting the data so you can start seeing what's actually actually happening in your firm. So whether it's good or bad, you can you analyze that and say, okay, now I see why this is working and why this is not working because you're collecting that data and tracking the metrics. Um, and then you can apply that to your issues, right? Yeah, you, have, yeah. you have problems, you have things that are working. Now you have a reason why, because you've collected that data, you understand why that issue is happening now. So you have a way to fix it. Next step, process. Okay, so you have the data. It's telling you why those issues yep. are happening. Now you can apply a process to fix that issue or uh, encourage that issue to grow, whether it's a good issue or a bad issue. You can apply your the, the process to fix it. And then once you have all that in place, you hit the traction and you traction. start rolling. And then is it yeah. is it is there a, is there a cycle? Do, do you go well, back to the top at any point? Yeah, and that's I want to make sure there's clarity there. So yes. it's not it's truly really not a linear process, as in create vision, then solve people. It, it's a circular process in that they're all being strengthened together throughout the process. So so EOS really is designed where we start with these foundational tools. So if 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 you and I had a session together one day, you know, our first session we call it the focus day. Um, I'd teach some leadership principles around an idea of hitting the ceiling. Just, hey, organizations get stuck as they try to grow. And what are the five leadership abilities that you can break through the ceiling every time? But then we put in play uh, the accountability chart, which is the structure for your organization. So you're talking people right there, uh, right off the bat, um, before we do vision. Um, then we set rocks. Rocks are our quarterly goal. So 90 day, what's the most important thing to happen in these 90 days? Well, that's traction. Uh, then I teach you our meeting model, um, our weekly meeting model that really supercharges business. It's a model called the L10. That's also in rock, uh, in, in traction. So every week we're marching forward. Um, then, then we build your scorecard. So that's data. So, you know, in our first session, you're touching very intentionally yeah. people traction vision, and then you're going to put that in play. Um, and you know, in our next session, then we go real deep on vision, but they're all, what's beautiful is you don't have to cycle because when you're operating on EOS, they're all being strengthened together. Now you might go really fast. Oh, we're a hundred on vision. We're an 80 on vision while process lags at a 30 for a year. Uh, and that's okay, but it's, we just don't let you get stuck there. So. Yeah. Um, to, to the idea of a cycle, it's really in a constant cycle and then having the tool to address where weakness lies every time. It sounds like there's also in the process that you just described that there's probably some relatively quick results that you see. You, you do that assessment work, you make some changes, you see something good happen, which makes you want to do more of that stuff. Exactly. And, and in my experience, each each session we have, and again, I, I want to be really careful. Like I operate in session days with my clients, you know, we, we operate on that model, but you know, I read traction, uh, in business three and kind of quietly put some stuff in place and, and was just as an individual trying to, to implement. And I saw fruit there too, but you know, there's so many light bulb moments when you build your structure for the first time and, and inside of that structuring, I think this is a great 
um, thing to hold on to if you're listening. Um, you know, it's not just, you know, what seat does someone sit in? Okay. So I'm, you know, I'm the head architect, I'm the CEO, whatever. It's what are the core responsibilities? Uh, the five things that if I deliver on these, man, I'm nailing my role. And so we prescribe a very intentional uh, uh, structuring model where structure first. So what's, what's the most, in, uh, what, what's the right structure? What's, what do we need for the next six to 12 months to go where we're going before we even put people in those seats? Um, because you want, again, right people, right seats at all times. Well, what are the seats we need? Then we figure out the person to go in there. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how exactly I got on there, but just that principle that all these tools are in play, strengthening your business yeah. the whole time. So it, it, um, it sounds like it works for sole practitioners, works for larger oh. firms. Um, if a sole practitioner wanted to get started, would you recommend starting with the book? I really would. Um, I think, you know, I, as I look back on my career, yeah, I had a business degree, but the practicalities of day in day out managing and executing a business really well, that's, that's not what I was taught. Traction is the most practical, uh, way to go. Oh, here's just, here, here's a model for running my business. It, um, you know, one of my clients, it's actually my dad, I guess I can say that it's okay. Uh, that's you know, good. In, in their company, they're, they're a 40 year old company, um, been operating and trying to be their best for 40 years. We got a few months into the EOS process. And, and I, I actually think, I think this was when he read traction, he just goes, well, yeah, I've, I've known all that this whole time. Everything in there was common sense. I just didn't know how to put it in play in a comprehensive way. And so, yeah, if you're, if, if you're an architect, it's just you and your firm. I would read traction as fast as I could just to get those simple dynamic pieces in play that really will change your business. Um, or if you're a two person firm, a three person firm, you know, as you're growing and working with people, it's, it's an unbelievable first step. And it's, it's unlike other business books to me because it is just immediate action can follow. It's, it's not theoretical. It's just practical, proven, you know, it, traction will work in 500 years, no matter, you know, where you're working uh, on Mars or on earth. Uh, and it would have worked a thousand years ago um, because it's just the stuff that consistently has to be done. Well, what does your typical client look like? Um, you know, most often, um, and again, this, this is the bullseye. Um, yeah. And I've had derivatives of this, but 10 to 250 people, uh, in the organization, um, privately owned entrepreneurial. And when I say entrepreneurial, what I mean by that is they are willing to do what it takes to be their best. It doesn't mean they're a startup. It's just that, Hey, the status quo drives us crazy. Um, they're probably a little frustrated with how things are going right now. Um, and, and they're just committed to being their best. Um, you know, I've had a five person team works really well. Um, I don't have anyone beyond that 250 person threshold, but, but we work with thousand people plus organizations, billion dollar organizations and the principles just, they just work. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how do they get, uh, in touch with you? So uh, your website, eosworldwide.com slash Richard dash Cole is the website. 
yeah. nobody wanted to to reach out to you directly. Also, um, you had you had talked about earlier about um, resources. Uh, so, in addition to the book, uh, architects can, can get some free resources. Absolutely. So, on, on my website, uh, I'm, there's a resource tab there, and it's it's the tools inside the EOS toolbox, and there's great descriptions of those. Um, you know, I, I really would, I'd start with traction. It is just a fantastic read. I think anyone who owns their own company should read it, whether they use the principles exactly or not, though, I hope they would, it's going to just challenge their thinking on how they operate the business. Uh, my website, great place to see more detail on how EOS actually plays out. You can see the visual of the model. You can see how the process works. Uh, if you work with me, but at the same time, you know, we're all about help first. So I, my website is um, really a treasure trove of materials for operating business. Whether you ever, I know you're ever there or not, I don't care. I want you to have a healthy company so your people are healthy, so you as an individual are healthy. So great place to start is the book uh, or, or the website, either way. But I really would recommend reading or listening to Traction and then just looking at those tools. Um, there, there's stuff that will help you. There's no doubt in my mind. Great. We'll have links to all of that on the show notes, the book, the website, everything will be there. I uh, just go to the episode for this, ep uh, the, the show notes for this episode and, and they'll all be waiting for you there. Uh, Richard, before we wrap things up, I want to ask you, what is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been chewing on this and, and what I've come to is I would encourage you to ask yourself the question, what do I want from my business? Simply that really chew on that question. And once you have that answer, answer clarified, engineer your business and your operations against that. So I would take time today, tomorrow, go sit at a coffee shop for an hour. What do I want from my business? And just let the pin flow and see what comes out and make sure the work you're doing is aligning you towards that. It's a great, great, uh, first step. Great advice. Richard Cole is his name. Again, the website eosworldwide.com slash Richard-Cole. Uh, free resources. You can connect with Richard there if you want to take it to the next step there. Uh, Richard, thank you for dedicating yourself to this. Thank you for, for helping um, businesses be more healthy. Uh, when businesses are more healthy, people are happier. Uh, yeah. And our world needs a lot more happy people. So I appreciate you for <laughs> doing the, do. work, the work that you do. Uh, and I appreciate you for coming by here and sharing your knowledge on EOS at the Entree Architect podcast. Well, I'm honored and I'm grateful. And I, and I hope this really benefits uh, architects and anyone in your environment who's, who's listening to you. I, I really believe it can make a difference, Mark. You are, you're doing great work um, just to hear the alignment of our vision. So I'm, I'm truly honored to be here. I wanted to just jump in here before we wrap things up. If this episode resonated with you, if this is something that you're interested in with this EOS system uh, and going through your architecture firm and doing some analysis work, some vision, looking at your people data at the Entree Architect annual meeting in November, we have a 90 minute business strategy session that's going to be based on the EOS. And so you should join us. You should go to entrearchitect.com slash annual meeting. Check out all the information about our conference for small firm architects. Uh, it's November 1st through November 3rd in Austin, Texas. And we're going to do some EOS work. So join us at the Entree Architect annual meeting. 
If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, go write a review. I would love to know what you think of this podcast and it helps other architects find us. So go do five-star rating if you like it, share, write a review, I'd love it, and share a link to this episode with a friend because that's how we've grown. That's how Entree Architect has grown to serve thousands of architects throughout the world just like you. Thank you to our sponsors, RCAT and FreshBooks for their support of this episode. I ask you to support them because they support us. And if they're supporting us, they're supporting you. So go support them. Got it? Go support our sponsors. Links to our sponsors. So you can click on those links and go right to them. Links to our sponsors and all the resources we shared today are available at the show notes for this episode at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. All the shows are there. entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entree Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows. I think there are 11 of them there now. Go there, gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And I hope you're going to join us in Austin, November 1st through November 3rd, 2022. Those are the dates for the Entree Architect Community Annual Meeting, our first ever live and in-person conference for you, the small firm architect community. Visit entrearchitect.com slash annual meeting right now to learn more. That's entrearchitect.com slash annual meeting. And I will see you in Austin in November. Don't miss this. This is going to be great. entrearchitect.com slash annual meeting. It's a conference for you, small firm architects. Thank you for listening today to this episode of Entree Architect Podcast. Love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Woo! Woo! Woo!
Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.